Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. I have a great episode for you today. I'm going to give you some tips on how to improve your distance control or distance response. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to chip that ball better around the green, explaining to you what a chip shot is, how to get in a setup, how to hit the shot more successfully, and ultimately get those golf balls closer to the hole so you can make those putts get up and down around the green. Short game is gigantic, as you know, in the game of golf. So if we can chip the ball better around the green, we can putt better on the green, your scores are going to lower a lot. And it's an area of the game that a lot of golfers take for granted. They don't think a lot about. They think, okay, i got to hit my driver first, and I've got to hit my irons, and then I'll worry about how to get the ball in the hole when I get around the green. But something to think about here is when you're around the green, you're roughly 10 yards from the hole. It's taking some golfers three, four, five shots to get the ball in the hole, whereas it took them the same amount or less to travel 250 yards to the green. So short game is huge and something you really need to focus a lot on if you want to see your scores drop quicker. During these tips I'm going to give you for both putting and chipping, I'm going to give you some drills that you can do as well that are going to help you improve a lot faster and just getting you practicing with a purpose, which is gigantic in this game. I know these tips are going to help you. I haven't done tips for you in quite some time. A lot of my episodes have been dedicated to interviews or golf talk with Nick, which I'm going to continue to do. But I wanted to really focus on two key tips that will help you lower those scores. And I can't think of two better than putting and chipping. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 45. Oh, he got all of that one. So I wanted to talk to you about distance response in putting. That is something that is quite honestly difficult to teach students because a lot of it is based on feel. You're probably listening and you've heard about the word feel and you've heard it a lot and you're like, okay, well, how do I develop feel? How do I get that feel aspect to help me be a better putter in terms of distance control? And honestly, feel is going to be developed through practice. You need to go to the putting green and practice as much as you can. I tell students that the putter is the club in the bag you use more than any other. You're using it every hole, twice a hole sometimes, God forbid three or four, right? But if you're using it every hole twice a hole, that's 36 times, that's half a par. So because you're using it more than any other, then that means you need to practice with it the most. So go to the putting green, take someone with you, play, have a putting contest if you need to, to make it more fun, make it more engaging, make it more entertaining, help you keep your focus. And just get out there and putt as much as you can. Most golf courses are not going to mind if they're a public course that you come to their course and use their putting green. Of course, if you're a member of a club, get out there and practice as much as you can because that will really help you dial in on your feel, which then will result in better distance control. But I want to give you some tips that I know will help you develop better distance response or distance control in putting. And these are just things that I have seen work time and time again over the years as a golf instructor. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a rule. 
the first thing you want to focus on is centerness of contact. Centerness of contact is very important in terms of getting the amount of energy, the consistent amount of energy coming off of that putter face as opposed to hitting a toe or a heel shot off of your putter. Now, how do you obtain centerness of contact? Well, there's several training aids out there that'll help you with that. I have one that I teach with, which is the Orange Whip Putter Training Aid. It has a very small sweet spot to it. And when you hit it, you know you do. And just repetitively swinging this to help you hit centerness of contact. But shortening your putting stroke can certainly help with that as well. A lot of golfers, especially beginner golfers, are very elongated with their putting stroke. And when that happens, there's absolutely no telling where you're going to return that putter back to the golf ball. So tightening up your putting stroke can really help. And also finding the path of your putting stroke that works best for you. And what I mean by that is, are you going to be an arc style putter or are you going to be a straight back, straight through putter? If you come get a lesson with me, I can explain that a little bit more to you on how you determine that and also the best putter for you that'll help you determine that as well. But when you figure out what type of putting stroke works best for you, when you tighten up your putting strokes where it's not so elongated, that will help in finding the center of the putter. What I see a lot of times is golfers will take the putter a really long way back. They come through and they hit the ball and then they stop. They, they feel like that the putting stroke is done and over with once they hit the golf ball. But what you want to focus on is you want to make sure that the distance you take your putter back, you want to at least match that going through. So if you took your putter back eight inches, you want your follow through to be at least eight inches. Okay, if it goes a little bit beyond to 10 inches, just make sure that that putter is not getting really high off the ground. That's a common tendency I'll see when that follow through is too long. It just gets really high and then it causes a lot of hopping and skipping of the ball and could knock it offline. What you can do is take a couple of tees. You can put your ball in the middle of these tees, put a tee eight inches just outside your line behind the ball, and then eight inches out in front of the ball, again, just outside the line so your putter doesn't hit it. Just as a reference guide to see how far that putter is going back. And then change that. Maybe you've got a longer putt or a shorter putt, and then shorten that length of tee or lengthen the length of tees, and that'll help you with determining how elongated your putting stroke needs to be in order to, in order to produce a certain length putt. I've had students that get more refined that way. So centerness of contact, again, will definitely help you be more consistent with your distance control. All you got to do is just tap it in. Just tap it in. A great drill that I like to do personally, the Tiger has been known to do on many occasions, and that's using your trail hand. For right-handed golfers, that's going to be your right hand to make putting strokes. Only use your right hand, again, if you're a right-handed golfer, to make putting strokes around the putting green at various distances because that right hand is usually responsible for the feel and the touch of your putting stroke. If you've taken lessons from me, you know that I really like to emphasize left side domination more so in terms of your downswing on a full swing more so than right side because I see a lot of golfers getting to the top of their backswing and pushing with the golf club as opposed to pulling more so with the left side. Putting's the only time I'm going to tell you to be more dominant with that right side. You want to push it down your intended line. So when I give a golf lesson, if you've taken one from me, you know I like to put two sticks down right in front of the putting mirror that you're standing over. And that's just sort of a really good visual to help you see what I like to call the runway 
that the ball is going to travel down. You want to try to take your putter and push it down that runway. And I do that by emphasizing the right arm. So go around your putting green. Only putt with your right hand. Do that for 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long you feel like you need to. And then grip it as normal. And then do the same holes again that you did only with your right arm. And just see if you see an improvement there. I'm willing to bet you that you're going to see a drastic improvement in your distance control. Next thing I want you to focus on is tempo of the putting stroke. This is so important. I cannot express it enough. And what I like to teach is the tick-tock motion. If you're aware of an old grandfather clock, that hand's going back and forth, tick-tock in the same motion back as it does through. You're not hitting at the golf ball, which a lot of golfers are doing when they get a putter in their hand. They're trying to hit the ball instead of making a nice, fluid, rhythmic, tempoed putting stroke the tick-tock motion and let the ball get in the way of that if you need to you know say the words tick-tock into yourself or out loud to help you develop that rhythmic motion i mentioned earlier about the orange whip training aid it's very flexible very whippy if you've ever used an orange whip you'll know how what i'm talking about on that but the putting aid is the same way and so you want to Create a rhythmic stroke that has just a little bit of flex to it, not much. And once you start swinging that putter in a very rhythmic motion, then you start engaging the arms and the shoulders more so than the hands and the wrists. And then that rhythmic motion just kind of creates itself. So really work on the tempo of your putting stroke because I can guarantee you that is one of the key elements to creating a more consistent distance response in putting. Just tap it in. Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a All right, this next one is something that I really focus on heavily. Again, if you've taken lessons from me, you know, and that's visualization. I probably beat it to death with students because I know it works. I've seen it work with myself. I've seen it work with so many golfers that I've taught over the years. So what visualization is, it's almost like you're looking at the hole, but you're not. You're looking at it not physically with your eyes, but with your mind. And this is something that Tiger's dad taught him as a kid, which was putt to the picture, chip to the picture. So when you have a good picture of the hole in your mind, then your brain sends a signal to the rest of your body to create a certain rhythmic motion or length of swing that's going to produce the distance it needs to get the ball there. So think of it like this. If you're throwing a ball with someone back and forth, Maybe first couple throws, your distance response may be off just a little bit. But for the most part, you're going to throw it right in their hands every time. And the reason for that is because you're looking at them. But at no point in time are you actually thinking about how far your arm needs to go back to get that ball to the person across from you. Your body just sort of reacts to what the eyes are seeing, right? So that's kind of what this is. Jordan Spieth has been known to look at the hole whenever he's putting, especially long distances when he is struggling with distance response. Ideally, you just want to have a good mental image. So one of the good tips that I like to give is take two, three, four looks at the hole, however you need to, whenever you're set up over your golf ball. And what I like to do on longer putts is as soon as I take that final look and I divert my eyes back to my golf ball, I'm going. Because that image is fresh in my mind. So as soon as my eyes divert back, make your putting stroke and you'll be absolutely amazed as to how well this works with distance control. 
just like anything else, it takes a little bit of practice. Be patient with it. Don't feel like you need to abandon this if you don't get your first two or three putts dead on. Just give it time. Really focus on the target. Work on this. If you do this, I can assure you, you will see a drastic improvement. I've seen a lot of students come back to me and say, Steve, that visualization thing is amazing. I am putting better than I ever have on longer putts. It's even helped me with shorter putts, and I've never really thought about it. I'm just I'm so focused on the golf ball and making the correct putting stroke that I, I'm not thinking about where the ball is going. So give that a shot. Visualization can be your new best friend in putting and will most definitely help you with the distance response. Lastly, I want to emphasize the importance on getting the right putter in your hand. Not just the right style putter, whether it's the hosel offset, whether it be a blade style or a mallet style, but the length of the putter. The length of the putter is so important because if you are using a putter that is the incorrect length, where it's too long and mostly it's too long or too short, then you are not, you're not going to be able to develop that rhythmic tempo that I mentioned earlier, that tick-tock motion, because your arms are going to feel awkward how they're hanging over the golf ball. So finding the right fit for you is super, super important. A lot of it comes down to comfort. I always like to express the importance of just making sure your arms are extended as much as possible. I don't want those arms locked by any means, but try to get them extended to where your elbows aren't flared out so much because that will really help to get the arms and the shoulders to flow in a more rhythmic motion when they can extend themselves a little bit better. When your hands and arms get kind of bunched up or cramped in, and your arms aren't able to move in a fluid motion, then your hands and your wrists are going to have to get involved, and you're going to get a little flippy at it, and you're going to pop at it, and then you're really going to struggle with distance response. So I want you to pay really close attention to the length putter that you need. And again, if you come to me for a lesson, I can kind of help you. I can help you with this and help you determine which one's best for you. But typically I find that golfers are using a putter that's way too long for them, and resulting in terrible distance response just because they cannot move their arms and shoulders more freely and learn to create that good tempo, that good rhythmic motion. And then going back to what I said earlier, that length of putting stroke that they need in order to produce the distance that they need to on that particular putt. Okay, so I've given you some tips on how to improve distance control. Now I'm going to give you some drills on what you can do to help with this. I love to do the zone. So create a zone around the hole. So I can take, I usually take two tees. One tee is about three to four feet short of the hole. And another tee is three to four feet past the hole. And I make a putt. And for every ball that rolls and stops within my zone, I give myself a point. So if you have 10 balls, you want to ultimately have 10 points and then keep track of your score. And then the better you get with this, make your zone slightly smaller or make the distance of your putt slightly longer. But the goal is to have 10 balls, 10 points, getting the ball to stop within your zone. With junior golfers, I actually went out and bought a couple of rubber alligators and I'll put one alligator short of the hole and one alligator long of the hole and if the ball rolls between the alligators and stops, then the golf ball is safe. But if it stops short or if it goes long, it's alligator food. They love it. It's a really good visual, and it helps them really stay focused and makes it a lot more fun. Get creative with that however you want to. If you're listening to this, you have a junior golfer, and you want to do something like that, by all means, 
it does work and it just makes it a whole lot more fun for them. Another drill is to take an alignment stick. I love this one. Take an alignment stick. You're going to put it roughly 18 inches behind the hole. Get your 10 golf balls and you're going to start about 30 feet from the hole and you'll put 10 balls for three rounds. So that's going to be 30 putts total. So again, 10 balls, three rounds for a total of 30 putts. And I want you to score it as follows. If you make your putt, goes in a hole, two points. If your ball goes past the hole, but it does not touch that alignment stick that's laying behind the cup, then give yourself a point. If you make your putt and it actually hits the alignment stick or it goes past it, I want you to deduct a point. If you make your putt and you leave it less than two feet short, which is not a bad putt, it is short, but at least it's within a two feet, two foot range, you get zero points, no penalty there. But if you putt it and it's more than two feet short, I want you to deduct a point. If you need to, go back and replay that whenever you're setting up this game. So your goal is to score 20 points. If you can score 20 points or more, that's awesome. And as you improve, I want you to increase the difficulty of the putt. Maybe you add more break to it or maybe you make it longer. But if you can get 20 or more points playing this game, you are accomplishing something. But the biggest thing with doing drills, whether it's these that are recommended or any drill, is to practice with a purpose. When you're practicing with a purpose, you're going to improve so much quicker. You're adding a little bit of pressure to your to your practice sessions, and that's going to help you when you get out on the golf course. So many golfers don't practice with a purpose. They just get up there and just mindlessly hit golf shots. They mindlessly hit putts or chips, and they're not putting that pressure on themselves during practice sessions. And when they get out to the course, the pressure really hits them. Their golf swing changes, their feel changes, the putting stroke changes, and they wonder why they can't do well on the course as they've done in their practice sessions. That's because they're not putting pressure on themselves well enough. They're not doing it with a purpose. So come up with drills. There's so many other drills out there that you can do a search on. Just please come up with something that's going to help you improve your putting, improve that distance control, because in the end, the reason why I'm here talking to you is I want to see you become a better putter. I want to see your scores lower, and so do you. In summary, to create better distance response, better distance control, I want you to practice with your right hand, right hand only putting strokes. This will really help develop feel in your putts. I want you to work on centeredness of face contact. That will help tremendously, not only with consistency and distance, but also consistency consistency in direction focus on your tempo really important remember that tick-tock motion and then work on putting the t's down and to create an equal motion going back and through on that putt visualization is going to be your new best friend really work hard on visualization i promise you you're going to be absolutely amazed by that and then get fit for the proper putter again not just putter head and offset but length of putter is also really important to help you develop that rhythmic tempo that we need in a putting stroke. Get out there and practice putting. Again, it is one of the most important parts of your game, the club you use more than any other. So that being the case, it means it requires the most practice than any other club in your bag. Good luck and give me some feedback on how well these tips are helping you with distance control in putting. <laughs> Da <laughs> <laughs>
If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. I really enjoy giving chipping lessons. Chipping and putting are two of the areas of your game that you can see the quickest improvement, the easiest improvement in my opinion, because it's an area of the game that a lot of golfers do not focus on. And I'm going to give you some tips today that's going to help you chip the ball so much better, get that ball closer to the hole so you can get up there and make the putt and then head to the next hole. As you know, you're not going to hit every green in regulation. It'd be awesome if we did, and then you would not would never have to worry about chipping. And some golfers assume they're going to hit every green in regulation, and they never focus on their short game around the green. Before I jump into how to hit a proper chip shot, I want to explain what chipping is. I see some confusion with golfers on what type of shot this produces. So a chip shot's like your bump and run. And this really needs to be the shot you go to more than any other around the green. It's a higher percentage shot. You're getting the ball on the green. You're getting it rolling to the hole just like we would a putt. So when you're around the green, I want you to evaluate your shot that you're going to take in this order. If you can putt it, putt it. Because, again, as you know, that's the most simplest way of hitting the shot. You get it on the ground, get it going. If you can't putt it, you're going to chip it. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And if you can't chip it, you're going to pitch it or throw it into the air. And certainly, there are situations where you have to. At Cross Creek, we have a lot of elevated greens. If you're listening to this, you're a member, you know what I'm talking about. So we have to throw the ball into the air on holes like that. That's a completely separate lesson, completely separate tips. Maybe that's something I'll cover down the road. But that would be a pitch shot into the air. A good rule of thumb is if you can see the hole, chip it. If you can't see the hole then I'd pitch it. And that's a good thing to go by. So if you can see it, hit this chip shot, that bump and run, get it on the ground, get it moving towards the hole because you're just going to have a much greater chance of getting it closer. Think of it like this. If somebody painted a circle, a three-foot circle around the hole, handed you a golf ball, and you're 50 feet away, and they say, all right, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you can put this ball inside that three-foot circle. I can guarantee you most of you are going to kneel down and roll that golf ball towards the hole. You're not going to throw it into the air because you got to figure, okay, where do I land it? And then when it lands, how much is it going to roll out or not roll out? There's just a lot of guesswork there 
and a lot more precision with a pitch shot. And that's what we're trying to do here. Just get it on the ground, get it rolling up to the hole, and chipping is your shot to go to to make that happen. Before we chip the ball, we have to have the proper setup. And I really drill this home with students. It's going to seem like a lot of steps, so bear with me here. Don't lose focus on what I'm talking about because the setup is a huge part of making this shot successful. And I'm going to explain a little bit more in depth as to why I'm putting you in this setup position. First and foremost, let's start with your feet position in terms of your width. I try to encourage students to be a couple of club head widths apart in terms of stance. So not a very wide stance. Put your club head down between your feet and it should be the length of two club heads apart. Maybe you can go a little bit wider, but there's not a lot of legs involved in this golf shot. It's more arms and shoulders and a slight little hip turn to help with the release. So we don't need our legs to be really far apart. So really close together with the feet. I want you to step closer to the ball, get the shaft a little more vertical like you would with a putt. Ball position is gonna be off the toes of your right foot. And that's where I like to start with ball position because that's gonna help deal off that club a little bit and get that ball rolling quicker. Now, if you're getting ready to hit a chip shot and there's a little bit of elevation there to the green, Maybe you take that ball position, you move it slightly forward towards the middle of your stance. That'll just help with a little bit of an upswing at the chip shot to get the ball airborne quicker, to get over that little hump, and then roll on the green. Choke down because that's going to give you more control. And it goes back to what I mentioned earlier about putting. It's going to extend your arms a little bit better, and it's going to allow your arms and your shoulders to swing a little more freely. Because what we're trying to do is produce an arms and shoulders swing that I'm going to talk to you about here in just a minute. Take the handle of the club or your hands and I want you to lean it or forward press it over your left shoe. Or you can take a look at the butt end of the club and make sure it's pointing at your left pocket. And again, I'm talking to a right-handed golfer right now. You're going to reverse that if you're a lefty. So take your handle position or your hands and forward press it over your left shoe where the handle of your club is pointing at your left pocket. The reason why I like to do this is because it's going to de-loft the club head, getting it on the ground quicker, but it's also taking that leading edge of the club and it's going to dig it in just a little bit so you can take a little bit of grass with this shot. That helps avoid that dreaded bladed shot that we've all done that goes screaming over the green. It just promotes the handle of the club to lead or the hands to lead the club face into impact you never want your club head to get ahead of the hands that's a no-no and that's again going to produce that bladed thin shot so hands forward and then lastly i want you to take most of your weight let's say 90 percent of it if you can and position it on your left foot now the reason for that is when you take your weight and you position it towards your left side you're taking your swing axis which is around the buttons of your shirt and you're moving it in front of the golf ball and when that happens, you have a lesser chance of hitting a heavy shot where you're catching the ground first. I tell students it keeps you from hitting the big ball before the little ball. So get that weight forward because you're going to see a much crisper, solid contact on the golf ball. And it helps you avoid that heavy miss hit that we've all done. We, we don't like doing that, right? We hit the ground first and the ball kind of dribbles out in front of you. So weight forward. So again, feet close together. Grip down on the club for control, staying close. Ball position off your right foot if you're a right-handed golfer. I want the handle of the club over your left shoe. I want your weight on your left shoe. And then lastly, 
have your foot, your lead foot, a little open. That kind of helps with the hip swivel I mentioned to you earlier, and it helps to send that club and ball towards your target a little bit better because you do have a little bit of a hip swivel here. I don't want you to feel like you're a robot and it's all arms and shoulders. You're going to have a little bit of upper body involved with this. I've got something I can show you in more detail when you come get a lesson from me. Follow these setup tips, and I can assure you it's going to make the shot so much easier for you. Okay, so we're in our setup position, and now we're ready to make our swing. What's important here before you do anything, check your grip pressure. Make sure you're not gripping it too tight. That's something we have a tendency to do when we get around the green because we get nervous, we get scared, whatever the emotion is that we're feeling, and we tend to put a death grip on it. And when that happens, you're not going to put a nice rhythmic flowing swing on this shot. So just make sure relax, take a deep breath if need be, but check that grip pressure. And when we make the swing itself, I want you to picture a huge Y that you're forming. So the club itself is the stem of the Y and your arms are the top half of the Y. And what you want to do is just maintain your Y throughout your entire chipping motion. You never want that Y to break down. And that happens when you flip the hands. When you flip the hands, that Y breaks down and then you're susceptible to all kinds of different mishits. So arms and shoulders make the chipping motion, maintain your Y, and do everything you can just to sweep the grass. I'm not telling you to take a divot because you don't want to do that in a chip shot, but you want to sweep the grass pretty heavily because ultimately what we're trying to do here is just sweep the grass that's under the golf ball. We're not trying to hit a golf ball in this situation. We're trying to make a nice rhythmic swing with our arms and shoulders like we were doing with putting, and you let the ball get in the way of that. When you're using your arms and shoulders and not your hands and wrists, you're going to encourage the handle of the club to reach the golf ball first, like I mentioned with that setup position, as opposed to the club head reaching the ball first, which causes a lot of different mishits, like I said earlier. So arms and shoulders are going to dominate this shot, make it as rhythmic and flowing as possible. Try to let your back swing and follow through, match one another, or your follow through slightly exceed the backswing. A good measuring stick in terms of the length of the shot, you want to keep your club head low to the ground, right? Because you're trying to produce a lower shot. So I want you to really think about keeping that club head below the pockets of your pants. If that club head is getting above your pockets or above your waist, then at that point you're doing more of a pitch shot motion and you're completely negating what we're trying to do here. So keep that club head low to the ground let the pockets of your pants be the barrier. A lot of times what I'll do with students during a chipping lesson is I'll take two clubs, I'll stand out in front of them, I'll put one club at the height of their right pocket and another club at the height of their left pocket, and I have them make practice swings keeping the club below each club, keeping the club head below each club or alignment stick, whichever one I'm using. And that just helps them see that actual barrier with length of the shot, and they keep that, that club head low to the ground. And once you're in the setup position, and once you really work on this motion of swing, then it comes down to the distance response and distance control that I mentioned in putting. I want you to use some of those same tips with chipping. The visualization is key. See the hole in your mind, chip to the hole in your mind. That will help a lot with distance response. But first and foremost, we need to get your contact consistent. And then once that happens, and you will see that if you're following these tips I give you, then you can start focusing more on your distance response. But you can't have good distance response 
or distance control if you're not making consistent contact with it. And that's why this setup position and these tips are going to be super, super important in order to achieve more successful shots around the green. When you get out there and practice, I want you to practice from various lengths, from various lies. Don't just stand there and hit a whole bucket of balls from the same spot. I want you to move around the green. Give yourself different lies, side hill lies, uphill lies. And then I also want you to practice from different conditions. Hit some out of fairway cut, hit some from the rough. It's the same setup each time. It's just you're going to have to adjust how you position your body with the slope of the ground and then how hard you may need to swing that club depending on the conditions that you're chipping out of. Again, if you want to do this together, seek me out for a lesson. We'll be happy to work with you. I love giving chipping lessons. It's so much fun. I see the quickest results from chipping lessons. I've had a lot of students come back to me and said they're chipping the ball better than they ever have, or maybe even chipping the ball in a few times, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing to hear students say. So we'd love to work with you on this. And again, I can explain these tips and show these these tips to you a lot more in depth. But go back and listen to this again if you need to. Like I've said before, that's the beauty of, of podcasting. You can go back and rewind or listen to it again, especially when it comes to those setup tips. Maybe take some earbuds and put them in your ears, hit the play button, and then listen to me walk you through that setup position to get the consistency of that. Good luck to you. Get out there, chip those golf balls closer to the hole, and lower those scores. There's a force in the universe makes things happen and all you have to do is get in touch with it stop thinking let things happen and be the ball congratulations my friend you have completed yet another episode of the go forth and golf podcast thank you so very much for taking the time to push that play button no matter what's going on in your life you didn't have to do it but you did do it so again thank you from the bottom of my heart for trusting me with your golf game and giving me your time today to listen to the podcast. I know without a shadow of a doubt that if you go out there and you practice these tips that I've given you today on distance control and chipping, you are going to see lower scores in your game. Give it time. Give it patience. Remember the three Ps. You want to be positive, you want to be patient, and you want to be persistent. That not only applies to the game of golf, but it applies to the game of life as well. As always, please help me promote the podcast. Tell your friends or family about it. Anybody you think would enjoy this podcast or their game would improve or they would just enjoy listening about the game of golf or introducing them to the game of golf, whatever the case may be. If you know anyone out there, please let them know about the podcast. Word of mouth is so important and really helps a lot. just gets more ears on the podcast. And most importantly, it just gives me a chance to reach more people and improve the game of many more people and also grow the game. So thank you so much for any help you can give me on that. And also going out there and rating me on the Apple platform. A five-star rating will help me move up those Apple charts and just put more eyes on this podcast, hit that play button. Again, just more people I can reach in a positive way and more growth that I can give to this game. So thank you so much for your consideration on that. You're more than welcome to take a screenshot of this podcast, share it on your social media page, tag me in it. On Facebook, it's Go Forth Golf Instruction. On Instagram, it's going to be sgoforth underscore PGA. 
and on Twitter, it's at GoForthGolf. Tag me in it, and when I see that tag, I'm going to put you in a drawing for a free dozen tailor-made golf balls. The next episode will drop on Wednesday, July the 20th. Remember, this podcast drops the first and the third Wednesday of every month. Until the next episode, keep hitting those drives long and straight, hit more greens, make more putts, and most of all, get out there and have a great time. Don't lose sight of that. Super important. Enjoy the time you have out there on a beautiful golf course with friends, with family, or maybe it's by yourself. Get out there, have fun. Don't lose sight of that. Don't forget to do something nice for someone today. It's going to make you feel amazing. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.